Have you ever had a double or a lookalike? In the era of social media, having someone that looks like you could just be a fun coincidence. But Laura would have us believe otherwise. In the mythology of these twin strangers, tragedy could befall you if someone sees your double. Worse yet, seeing your own would mark your certain impending death. While the threat of being replaced by such an entity appears to be nothing more than a movie trope, should we all still fear the horrible possibilities of doppelgangers? Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we'll rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. (laughs) We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies, and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we get stuck in the mirror world in Look Away. Stephanie? Yeah? You know what I'm about to ask you. Last episode, you didn't let me ask. You were just like, no! (laughs) No, I haven't seen you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you Me neither. Did you like it? I regret picking it because of how similar it is to another me. Yeah. And to be honest, this was actually a recommendation from our Believing the Bizarre friend, Tyler. But he didn't know that I was going to put another me in there as well, probably. Yeah, or probably not. hasn't seen it. So just so you know, very similar. If you like this movie, another me is also kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> the way things play out are different, but what the thing is is exactly the same. Yeah. And it told you right away, like, it opens, like, with a weird sonogram of, like, twins fighting in the womb, it seemed. I and I was like, what the? They were, they squared up. And they were, like, <laughs> they were, ready like, to go. They were, physically hitting each other. <laughs> Just, like, fighting. <laughs> slapping their little baby hands. Right. Ugh. No. But what did we rank it, do you know? Ten. Oh, we had high hopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not scary. More made me uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was just a, she was just bad. She was just not. Yeah. Also a little confusing at times, too, because, like, she was very timid and mousy, but she would also smoke quite a bit. And I was like, what's. Timid people don't smoke. I, I mean. I only, can't. only, like, loud and outgoing people smoke. I don't know. I just foresaw that, like, at least in this lens like the smoking would be the bad girl thing to do and for her to be like this timid mousy thing that also smokes yeah seem kind of i yeah I could, I could see your point because it could be seen as like a rebellious type thing and mm-hmm. she doesn't seem like a rebellious teenager yeah so i see what you're saying yes but no she's smoking mm-hmm. are you ready to go in the movie background yeah mm-hmm <laughs> Look Away is a 2018 Canadian psychological horror drama film. It tells the story of Maria, an alienated high school student whose life is turned upside down when she switches places with her sinister mirror image. Sounds cooler than it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the film is written and directed by Asaf Bernstein and stars India Easley, Mira Sorvino, and Jason Isaacs. So that's how you say their names. That's them. Oh. Uh, Jason Isaacs is uh, Draco Malfoy's dad. Yeah, Lucius. Lucius. And he is bad in this movie, too. He is basically just doing the same. <laughs> A rich, bad father. Yes. Yes. 
The film received generally negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 15% with one review reading, Look Away mostly fails as a killer teen movie. The pace is too slow and the mood too somber, which describes it to a T for me. I was telling you as we were coming to the studio, like five minutes of the movie passed and I swear an hour had gone by. (laughs) I checked the timing. I'm like, no. Wow. I didn't mind it, but I also didn't mind another me. But again, it did feel like like one of those weird Nick at Night movies that you'd watch. Kind of like a so weird episode, just like a, as a movie, though. So weird, but like for an adult. Yeah, because there's a little bit of nudity and stuff. But yeah, it felt kind of teen drama E too at times. Don't you disrespect so weird again I'm in sorry. front of me? I'm sorry. I cannot believe it. No, but I do. Yeah, it is very teen drama-y. Yeah. But it's not for a teen. Right. It is not. Yeah, I guess another me would follow close to that. Yeah. there wasn't as much weird stuff going on. Yeah, I think another me was definitely more appropriate for a younger audience. This is, there's just too many questionable things that happen yeah, in this movie. I'm like, so. no, 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 that's not okay to do. Mm-hmm. But you could almost, in the right light... You could almost see this as like a sequel to another me, like what happens after her twin takes over. Yeah. So this is like, okay. So if you, first of all, if you haven't listened to our another me episode, go listen to that because there's a lot of Then you'll get the reference. Right. It's like, this is if another me, you got to see the twin basically. Because mm-hmm. like in another me, you're like, you never see the doppelganger. And this is like the second half of the movie. All is the, all doppelganger. All doppelganger. Mm-hmm. So this is like if you got to see what had happened. And what would happen once she took control and yeah. like, rather than just being told, like, she was here. Like. Right. <laughs> it was Monica. <laughs> Not Monica. I hate Monica. <laughs> Fuck Monica. Their stupid haircut. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> I just Yeah. Yeah. Also the name. I was so mad. I jokingly, so I watched this by myself in bed on my phone. And I was like, I swear to God, if it's just her name backwards, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. And it was. Aram. Mm-hmm. Aram. Her name's Maria, by the way, if you yeah. can't figure out what that would be backwards. But yeah, I was like, you're telling me her parents actually named her Aram? <laughs> no. No. She just named herself that. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But no. No. And like Maria doesn't even. Okay. We should probably get in the plot Yeah. First. We'll, we'll get. We'll point out all the problems. We are getting ahead of ourselves here. here. But you like to hear about the plot. No. Oh, sorry. Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. But let's do it anyway. Yeah. You can just tell us everything that's wrong. Okay. That's the whole point. Yeah. 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 Maria Brennan is a timid 17-year-old high school student who is often outcasted by her peers and bullied by her classmate, Mark. Her only friend is Lily, but she often overlooks her to spend time with other friends and doesn't stand up for her when she's bullied. And also, FYI, Maria has a secret crush on her boyfriend, Sean. Okay, first of all, (laughs) here we go. Lily sucks as a friend. And second, this secret crush is not a secret. Nah. And also, it is mutual. They both very clearly are into each other. And it looks like Sean doesn't even like Lily. Right. Which, fair. Yeah. But it's not a secret. Yeah. Which is like, 
why are you with Lily then if you clearly care about Maria before anything happens and transcends in this movie? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Problem. Problematic. Yes. At home, Maria's relationship with her parents is not much better. Her distant father is having an affair and puts appearance above all else as he is a plastic surgeon, while her mother suffers with night terrors and depression. So, yeah. It's I just mean, going so great. Yeah, so great. The <laughs> father sucks. I feel bad for the mom. But yeah, also, she seems to be suffering. but Yeah, but also like, come on. Yeah. One night, Maria discovers a sonogram of twins in her room. And it's like the most random thing, like in her mirror. It's like, shoved in her mirror. Like very clearly sticking out. Mm-hmm. You never noticed that ever once ever in your whole entire life ever. And again, like her mirror self can't come out at this point. Why? (laughs) Well, at least that we know of, you know, like she hasn't been able to come out until later on in this movie. Mm -hmm. So are you telling me her mom was like, here's her secret twin that we're never going to tell her about. Let's just hide it in a mirror in her room. Like, yeah, we don't know how it got there. Yeah. And she just found it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, what is this? And then is this the catalyst to make Aram show up? I guess. Like you had to know about the twin before? I feel like Aram somehow left it for her, which doesn't seem possible. But no, he's in the mirror. Yes. In the bathroom, her reflection begins to move on its own, causing her to flee the room terrified. The next morning, she attempts to bring it up to her parents, like the sonogram and this whole weird experience with the mirror, I'm guessing, but is ultimately dismissed when her father notices she looks tired and tells her to put on makeup before leaving the house. Oh, my God. This is the equivalent of being like... You look tired. Yeah. You look sleepy. Or you should smile more is what uh, I should yeah, say. Yeah, very much. This guy. I hate him. <laughs> that evening, Maria's reflection calls out to her. Going by the name Aram, she offers to switch places with her to take her sadness away. Aram is clearly more assertive and confident in herself. When Maria asks who she is, she vaguely says that she's always been with her. And I'm like, why can't you just confirm that you're her twin? We already know. Yeah. We already know. We saw the picture. What's the secret? You Okay, so, like, Aram, you saw her do this because it was in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So you would have saw this happen because you're also doing the same thing. And Maria's like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, she's afraid at first, but, like, we're not, we're just going to be like, cool. sure. I talk to my reflection all the time. Honestly, though, when I was a lot younger, I did like to look in the mirror a lot. You liked to look in the mirror? Yeah, like, so... My house had, the, like, the folding cabinets and stuff in the bathroom where, oh, like, the mirrors look- could, like, fold in. So yeah. I would, like, fold in and, like, reverse my image and look yeah. and stuff. I don't know. It was just something fun to do. I was little yeah. and an only child. So <laughs> I would crawl up on the counter and be like, I, I like You're it. like, slay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't like I was feeling myself. It was like, Work. oh, this is what my face looks this way. This is what my face looks that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's fair. So I, I guess I get it in that sense, but... But it never, not talking to my yeah, reflection. Yeah, I was going to say, it never, like, stopped doing what you were doing. It's like, hey, Stephanie. Wait, what would your name be backwards? Oh. It would be Hipfist. Oh. No, wait, wait, wait. It would be Hepetz. <laughs> if you and just a, do Steph. And a Hefany? And a Hefstif. And a Hestis. Hefefs. And a Hestis. Yes. Yes. I think we've cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> Nesson stuffs uh, <laughs> makes sense. Yes, like it. That would be, that would be your evil twin mm-hmm. or the good twin. Maybe you're the evil one. Already, there is a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> 
After a father-daughter date, Maria's dad offers to give her a birthday present early and tells her to come to his office the next day to pick it up. At the office, which I was like, this man, the audacity of this man, Maria realizes that her dad is having an affair with one of his patients, one, and when she talks about receiving her gift, her father sits her down for a consult and explains that he will eventually perform cosmetic surgery on her face to correct her flaws. And I thought this was kind of like a backward psychology of like, get you to admit that you like the way you look or something like that rather uh-huh. than saying like i'm just going to completely correct your face you you look like shit like <laughs> and and you're just say yeah right right no. i thought she would be like well no i like the way i look or something and he would be like yeah exactly you're supposed to like yeah no he's like no. he's serious you ugly bitch mm-hmm. like i'm going to fix <laughs> your whole face it's a fucking mess <laughs> it's a I'm, train wreck i ugly And she's not ugly. No, she's a very pretty girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, this is the worst person. All these people, honestly, Mm -hmm. there's not a likable character in this whole movie. Yeah. And Maria accepts, but is obviously distraught. At home, her mother expresses concern to her dad that something may be wrong with Maria. And he chalks it up to her being a screw up. Like, what is it wrong with her? (laughs) Do you know what your husband just like, wants to give me for my birthday. Like, right. maybe let's talk about that, yeah. mother. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> like, they just don't communicate. And honestly, most of Maria's problems would just be solved if she actually said something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's her biggest character flaw. She just doesn't speak yeah. at all, really. And yeah, which can't 100% blame her. Considering. Considering the circumstances, but yeah. also, like, come yeah, but if, like, you just said anything. Like, literally anything. All right. Maybe something might change. Yeah. No, yeah. she's like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. She's very agreeable. Yeah. Maria vents to Aram, who justifies her feelings and comforts her. The next day, Lily takes Maria for ice skating lessons to prepare her for the upcoming winter prom on ice. But when she falls, Lily refuses to help her. Lily taunts her and reminds her that Sean is her boyfriend, then leaves her alone on the ice. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Great. At prom, Maria dances with Sean, but falls when they are approached by Lily. Her bully, Mark, offers to help her up, but when she takes his hand, he cruelly drags her around the ice while everyone looks on, which, this looks painful. Being dragged across? Yeah, like, it's against her side, like... It doesn't hurt that. (laughs) It hurts. I guess it was embarrassing, more or less. Oh, yeah. Although, I will say, dude, prom on ice, I would have loved that. Oh, I would have hated that. I feel like that's very uninclusive for people that can't skate. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But I love that. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I'd be all about that. It makes me want to go ice skating now. Yeah, you'd just be doing Blades of Glory all through, yeah. the, all through the ice. Hell yeah, I'd be like, watch me, bitch. <laughs> Dancing Not in a leotard. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, look at me. <laughs> Devastated, Maria goes to the bathroom mirror to find Aram. She encourages Maria to touch her hands and kiss her so she can switch places with her. Why we gotta be kissing? I know. I was like, what's the point? <laughs> this is some weird erotic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Don't like that. That same night, her mother had a nightmare about giving birth. What Talk are the odds? Coincidence. Yes. At school, Aram stands up to Mark, flirts with Sean, and asks Lily to continue helping her with skating. Like, she's just trying to do all of the things at once. Yeah. She's making <laughs> up for some time that Maria just... Didn't take utilize. advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> she arranges for Maria's mother to run into her father's mistress, forcing her to acknowledge the affair and their shattered marriage. 
Maria, trapped by the mirror, is appalled by Aram's behavior, but Aram points out that she's just doing everything Maria ever wanted to do or say and making everyone pay for their sin. That's right. For their sin. For their sin. <laughs> for their sin. They're doing sin. They're actively doing sin, and now I need to stop them from doing the sin. Yeah. I mean, she got a point. Mm-hmm. I mean, that had to be done, right? I yeah. guess. In a I mean, it's so far it's not honestly too bad. It's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, bitch, go off. Like, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I was yeah. like, girl, boss. But right, but then it gets bad. <laughs> <laughs> then it gets yeah, it escalates fairly quickly. Yes. After the boys' hockey practice, Aaron lures Mark into the locker room shower and breaks his knee. She also practices figure skating alone, so that will. <laughs> I love how you just it breaks his knee. Anyway, so that she. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's so this whole plot is so matter of fact, and they never see anything really to conclusion either. Like yeah. we don't really see Mark after this point. We just assume he broke his knee. Like I he's, guess he's good. Like yeah, he sees it's her that did it. Yeah, and she doesn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure he probably said it was Maria. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Anyways, so she's practicing. (laughs) Right, right. So so I feel like a newscaster just kind of reading, like, statements rather than really what happened in the story. Mm -hmm. She also practices figure skating alone so that when Lily meets her for another lesson, she becomes intimidated by the way Aram is acting. When Aram starts to chase her on the ice, (laughs) Lily falls into the pavement, fatally crushing her skull. (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing, but she falls in, like, bops her head and, like, Dead. Yeah, people die instantly, really, in this movie. They are very fragile people. I have an issue when it comes to the one. Okay. I think you'll know, but... Probably. But yeah, Lily's fucking dead. hmm That evening in the mirror, Maria begs her to switch back, but Aram argues that Lily wasn't good to them, and she only helped her get Lily out of their lives. Yeah, that's something. That's, that's something a way to, to do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lily sucked, but I don't think she had to die. No. <laughs> we could <laughs> like, just not hang out with her anymore. I think that would solve it. Yeah, I could just be like, we're not friends. Yeah. Aram begins living more wildly, cutting school, drinking, and smoking marijuana. After Lily's funeral, she seduces Sean, and they begin an intense sexual relationship. It didn't take much seducing. I mean, honestly, Sean was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Even when Lily was alive. Yeah, that's true. They cut school to go to a motel to hook up when Sean receives a phone call informing him that the police want to speak with him and Maria. Sean wants to go to help Lily, but when Aram refuses, he becomes suspicious. When he goes to leave, Aram impulsively hits him over the head with a vodka bottle, killing him instantly. This bottle didn't even shatter. That was the thing that bothered me. Donk. It was just like a kink. <laughs> I was like, oh, the man's dead. Okay. <laughs> I mean, some of those bottles are hard. I guess. Uh, but, but I figured it would shatter because, you know, against a skull and you, to the point where it would kill him. I don't know. But, yeah, he he dead. Like, these are the easiest. I, I don't know if it's just we're used to, like, people being superhuman in movies where they, like, take 20 shots to go down. Yeah. I mean, maybe it would be that easy just to hit someone over the head with a bottle and they're down for the count. I don't. I guess. We could test it. You want to get a bottle and hit me? No, thank you. Oh, okay. It's for science. It's for science. (laughs) No, I'm good. It's for the podcast. We just got to find out the truth. (laughs) No, I think we'll we'll leave that one. Okay. Aram then goes to the bathroom mirror to cry with Maria. At home, her mother has another dream about giving birth, and it's revealed to us that Maria originally had a twin sister. Wait a wow, minute. What no. No way. You Aram mean, is her twin? Like, I didn't see that coming. Yes. 
but this surprised me, I guess. But their father killed her against her mother's will because she was physically deformed. And I thought she just didn't make it or something. And like, no, this man literally killed another child. Like, Well, not another child, but this man literally killed a baby. Yeah. That's no one's gonna ask questions about like how's your other infant doing? What other infant? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know. I think I checked out at this point. Mm-hmm. I was like, he okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's not really like exactly explained how the baby died, but they show like they cut to an image in the snow, like as if he just left her in the snow. That's fucked up. Yeah. Aram then leaves the motel to confront her father at his office. At first she pretends to be drunk, but then strips down and demands that her father look at her. She asked him if she was deformed, if he would still love her. Confused by her behavior, he eventually says yes, and Aram slits his throat with a scalpel. Yeet. As he lies dying, she cries and asks, why couldn't you love me? I mean, that's a little sad. Yeah, it is. That's messed up. The blood scene wasn't that the slicing of the throat. It came out like tendrils. I don't. Did you notice? No, the blood, <laughs> I didn't the notice. The blood was, didn't look good in this particular scene. Yeah. I don't know. It just... Came out stringy looking. Ew. <laughs> it was strange. Sir, why is your blood stringy? Because mm, he's evil. <laughs> evil people have stringy blood. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I should have known better. Yeah, don't cut yourself. You'll lose all that string. <laughs> Not just string. <laughs> Afterwards, Aram realizes that she can no longer see Maria when she looks into a mirror. Frightened and alone, Aram returns home and crawls into the bed next to her mother. A series of mirrored burst shots depicts Maria and Aram on the bed together with their mother, implying that Maria and Aram merged into one. I did not get that. I did not get that either. It's like one on one side, one on the other, one on the other. I thought Maria was kind of like still stuck in the mirror world, but now like they couldn't get her out kind of thing for some reason or other. And it ends with the mom having both of them Mm -hmm. around her arms. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. It didn't make sense. Ma'am, your husband slash potentially ex-husband is dead? Mm-hmm. Your daughter's evil twin did it? And they're both one now, so. Yeah. Good luck handling that and the end. I think the main conclusion we're supposed to get from that is now, like, Aram's stuck to deal with the consequences of everything she's done. Like, I guess maybe she was hoping to just return and let Maria take the fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, Which would also be messed up. <laughs> I mean, if they merged into one, then Maria is definitely still taking accountability. Taking accountability. Too. I'd be like, what the? You know what? Put me back in the mirror. Right. Whatever. Because I wonder, what do you think real Maria's doing? Well, <laughs> it, like when they're not, when like Aram is or, away from mirrored objects. Yeah. I don't know. She's just like, what the fuck? I assume <laughs> she's always there because that's what Aram says. We're always together. So even if. She did go to jail. Maria would still be in jail, but well, in you know the what? world. That begs the to ask the question, like, do reflections in, like, glass or, like, water or, like, on a metallic surface? Is that – like, if you're, like – if I'm drinking a glass of water and I had switched places with my evil self and I look down to take a sip and I see myself, I'm like, hey, bitch, get me out of here. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Well, she did hold up her phone when Lily died to see how, like, Maria would react. And, like, she saw Maria in oh, there okay. crying. Yeah. So. That's okay. Like, so then so that... whatever mirrored surface. Yeah. So then, yeah, in that case. Hey, bitch, give me out of this. Yeah, give me water. out of Excuse me. I'm just, like, trying to enjoy a glass of water. <laughs> and my <laughs> the person I trapped in there is, like, looking at me, judging me. <laughs> 
Like, you gonna let me out or what? Because, yeah. like, I'm looking at my phone right now for notes. Mm-hmm. Granted, I can't really. I, yeah, I could see myself a little bit. So, mm-hmm. there's mirror. There are reflective surfaces all the time, everywhere. So right. they could be together. I guess so. Right. Yeah. Doesn't okay. matter. This shit don't make sense. Don't think too hard. It'll just no, hurt your head. No, it hurt. It, yeah, definitely. You'll be like Lily. Actual well, Lily and Sean both yeah. got bopped on the head. Yeah. Would you like to hear a little about mirror lore? Yeah. So there's actually a Greek myth about reflections and narcissism that I think relate well to the mirror lore thing. According to Ovid's Metamorphosis, Narcissus was born to a river god and a nymph. He was markedly beautiful even as a child, and his mother was told by a prophet that Narcissus would live to old age if he failed to recognize himself. Narcissus grew up to be loved by many admirers, but never returned anyone's affection. Eventually, a nymph known as Echo, who was fated to only repeat the last few words of those that spoke to her, spotted and fell in love with him. Echo followed Narcissus on a hunt, but she could only call out what he said to her, which frustrated Narcissus. When Echo finally revealed herself to him, she tried to embrace him, but he rejected her. Echo was heartbroken and withered away until only her voice remained. Oh, Echo. Echo. Uh, Okay, okay. Is that how we got the word Echo? I guess so. (laughs) It's not her story, but but it's important to know. Oh, okay. So it's not about Echo. It's not about her. (laughs) The bitch. Since Narcissus denied everyone his love, the gods fated that Narcissus could never have anything that he loved. One day, while getting a drink of water, Narcissus sees his own reflection and falls in love. But since it was merely his reflection, he could not actually touch or be with himself. Therefore, the love was unrequited as the gods designed. However, the geographer Pausanias is another Greek person that interpreted mythology rationalized that the myth stated that Narcissus had a twin sister who he loved dearly and did everything with, but she eventually died. He missed her so much that he would go to the river to see his reflection. Although he recognized it as himself, it still allowed him to see the image of the one he loved. This version ties better with our twin connections, but seems unlikely since this version changes the whole concept of the character and moral of the story. But either way... Both stories end with him dying and leaving only the Narcissus flower behind. Oh, sad. Sad. It's okay. When I look in the mirror, I fall in love too. (laughs) Like, yes. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 I got you. Modern day Narcissus right here, baby. (laughs) You're like, I can't wait to get home to the mirror. I'm going to tell myself all about my day. (laughs) (laughs) I recorded with Stephanie at Slade. (laughs) In summary of the Paris Review article Objects of Despair by Megan O'Giblin, the mirror has long been associated with dread, confusion, and morbid anxiety in various cultures. Oh my god. Mirrors are bad. Mirrors are very bad. (laughs) Superstition surrounding mirrors exists worldwide, such as covering sick room mirrors to prevent the soul from leaving the body or cloaking mirrors after a death to prevent lingering spirits, much as like what you saw in Hole in the Ground. Mm-hmm. In Chinese mythology, mirrors were believed to house demonic beings pretending to be reflections plotting our death. The childhood folklore of chanting Bloody Mary in front of a darkened mirror added to the fear with the belief that a witch would appear and potentially harm or even kill the person. The mirror has been a symbol of self-awareness and mortality, as seen in the myth Narcissus and the biblical story of Adam losing his divine nature by gazing at his reflection. 
The mere stool meanings of vanity emphasize the connection between self-love and futility. Anthropologists suggest that early humans saw their reflection in ponds and believed it to be an alternate self that would persist after death, leading to the first conception of the soul. However, this belief also brought anxiety as one's likelihood could detach and take on a life of its own or fall into the hands of enemies. Primitive taboos surrounding reflections, shadows, and effigies emerged from the conviction that damaging someone's likeness could harm the person. Witchcraft and voodoo further instilled the fear of becoming enslaved by one's own shadow. Mere similarity to windows has also contributed to their association with anxiety, both crafted in simple shapes and contained by frames. Mirrors and windows invite us to conflate their uses. The Aztec divinity Tezcatlipoca possessed an obsidian mirror that allowed him to see into the hearts of men. This idea of mirrors as tools for divination and seeing distant events has persisted throughout history, with scrying practices using mirrors or reflective surfaces. Mirrors have also become associated with surveillance, as seen in the use of one-way mirrors in interrogation rooms and convex mirrors in stores for covert monitoring. The reflection we see in a mirror is an illusion as demonstrated by Lacan's concept of misrecognition. When we look in the mirror, we see a pleasing image of wholeness and project onto it our ego ideal, a mental fantasy. People often engage in subtle gestures or adjustments to present a more flattering image of themselves. Photographs, on the other hand, show us how we appear to others. And traditionally, the expressions assumed for cameras have been closer to the unselfconscious face we show the world. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Rude. Yeah. I've seen some pictures of myself. I'm like, this is not it. Like, well, why would I do that? Right? And then I go to the mirror. I'm like, honey, you perf. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they saw, but it's not this. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they saw with their own eyes, they were lying. They were lying to themselves. Yes. Not today. However, with the invention of smartphones and the rise of selfies, we now watch ourselves as our image is captured, leading to a proliferation of self-conscious and the preservation of idealized images. In conclusion, the mirror has inspired dread, confusion, and anxiety throughout history. It symbolizes self-awareness, mortality, and the fear of our own reflections taking on a life of their own. The internet and social media have intensified our obsession with self-image, blurring the line between reality and digital personas. The fear of being watched through mirrors and the manipulation of our images online have further contributed to our anxieties. Ultimately, our fascination with mirrors reflects our deep-seated fear of death and the fragility of our existence. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that thing where you, like, stare at yourself in the mirror and, like, it starts distorting everything around you? No, not to that point, I don't think. I try. I try to do it every once in a while, but it scares me because, like, you start seeing shit. Mm-hmm. Like demons and stuff behind your shoulder and stuff that's just because the warp i don't know i don't know the psychology behind it but if you stare at yourself like close to a mirror your face starts like distorting it's very bizarre Mm. but i get too scared after a while i I, i'm like i peace out because it it Mm -hmm. does everything around you starts like going crazy it's you should try it. I didn't like it. You should try it. No, thank you. Yeah, as soon as your face starts getting weird, you should probably book yeah. it. But yeah, you basically start hallucinating things yeah, in the mirror. No, no, thank you. Yeah, which could contribute to the whole idea of like spooky ghosties in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. But. Yeah, that's probably why you. It seems like you spend like a lot of time in the mirror when you're me? not like telling yourself that you're like a sexy baby. And then... <laughs> I'm just a little baby. I'm a little sexy baby. <laughs> I mean, you too. You said you used to look at yourself like, oh, what does my face look like now? 
I Bam. guess. I guess. But I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> uh-huh. You did it yesterday. Don't lie. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're like, this is my face. <laughs> this is what it looks like when I look this way. Yeah. <laughs> But then you're also like, oh, no, my face. Who, <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah, because of the distorting thing. Yeah, if I stare at it, ever, yeah. or, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, I, no, I had heard about that happening, and I got curious. I don't do it, like, all the time. Right? <laughs> something I hadn't done before. Oh, okay. Like, every every weekend when I want to feel a little dangerous, <laughs> I stare at myself. I take my coffee, I have a conversation with myself, and then I just, like, dissociate while I distort my image in the mirror. Yeah, and then I get scared and then I leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then then it, I'm like, oh, I'm cleansed. That's my Friday night ritual. It really just sets the tone for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds great. So, you know, if you really want to have an outer body experience, <laughs> truly, just stare at yourself for the mirror for like a minute. You'll mm-hmm. start seeing shit. Even before that, like 30 seconds and you're like, mm, no. So. Right. I have enough issue when I, like, catch a glimpse of myself, my reflection in the dark. Oh, my I God. When I go to the bathroom at night, like, I have to turn the light on. Because mm-hmm. if I, when I, like, wash my hands in the dark and I, all I see is my silhouette, no. I'm like, I can't look. Because I'm like, I swear to God, one of these days I'm going to lift my head and see something in the mirror that's yeah. not me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, either I have to turn on the light or I can't, I can't look at the mirror in the dark. No, no. Scary and Don't not. do it. No, I won't do it. I won't <laughs> do it. I only do it with the light on. Yeah. There you go. When I'm safe. Yes. Otherwise, the light is safe. Yeah. Otherwise, I won't do it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate it. You can find us on social media using 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. <laughs> Perfect. Yes.